Hello, you're listening to the Various and Sundry Things podcast, the vast podcast. I am your host, Donna Gay Tyler. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Good, good, good. Glad to hear you. Actually, I don't hear you, but glad you're out there. (laughs) Glad you're listening once again. Welcome back to another episode of the Vast Podcast, where we discuss various and sundry things. On deck this week, um, a new movie, a little bit of a movie review and a conversation about the movie. Have you heard about this movie, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul? Yeah? Well, if you haven't, and you're a churchgoer, or even if you're not, but particularly if you're a Black churchgoer, you want to see this one. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's a mockumentary of a mega church's, well, not necessarily its fall, but its attempt to rebuild. The pastor, at least, the pastor and his wife, known in various and sundry circles as the First Lady. Um, the film stars uh, Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall as the pastor and First Lady of, is it Wander to, what's the name of the church? Wander to Greater Paths. <laughs> Sorry, it's quite a name, right? Wander to Greater Paths, a mega church located in um, Atlanta. And um, the pastor, shockingly, um, is enduring a scandal in the, I guess, the throes of it towards the wrap-up of the scandal in the movie, which I mentioned is a a mockumentary. Um, And so as they're attempting to rebuild their church uh, membership and reopen um, the main characters, uh, Trinity, as the first lady's name, and Lee Curtis, the Childs, that's their last name, Lee Curtis Childs, very country, love it. Um, they invite cameras to follow them, you know, along as they, um, you know, attempt to reopen, uh, wander to greater paths. Um, I saw it. It's an interesting piece. Um, there's a lot of avenues that remain, I guess, unexplored and primarily because they're a movie all unto themselves, right? Um, the main scandal, oh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie yet, please um, uh, pause this podcast and come back to it after you've seen the movie because um, the conversation that I do have later on in the podcast does contain, and this portion too, contains um, all the spoilers, okay? But anyway, the scandal is um, uh, reminiscent of the scandal of Bishop Eddie Long, if you recall, um, a couple years ago, who was sued by a number of young men who alleged that he had um, engaged them in a um, sexual relationship. Um, um, no criminal charges were ever filed against Bishop Eddie Long, but um, he did settle out of court with them after saying that he would fight the charges. He mentioned that publicly to his congregation. He did eventually settle with them for undisclosed amounts. Um, and went on to pastor, continue to pastor his church, um, New Birth, down there in Atlanta, where um, Jamal Wright is now the pastor. Bishop Long passed away. He died a couple of years ago. Um, I always get uncomfortable with that term, passed away. I say it because I think other people are uncomfortable with the term died, but I just, I don't know. I've been to so many funerals as a kid. So died, he died. Sorry, he died. Um, Anyway, so the scandal in the movie is reminiscent of the one that Bishop Eddie Long um, had with the young men. And um, that isn't 
overt in the beginning of the movie. Um, you know that the pastor is dealing with the scandal because I think there's a couple of scenes of him coming out of a courthouse. And um, one of the other scenes that's, I think, hilarious is him and his wife um, rapping along to Nuck If You Book <laughs> in the truck. I mean, all the words, all the lyrics, ain't miss a beat. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting movie. Um definitely a little problematic if you're a leader in the black church because you think it's um an airing of you know dirty laundry in a and in a number of ways it is um you know it's you can look at it in in a couple of ways you can look at it as a mirror you know it's holding up a mirror the the, the filmmakers who I should mention Adama and Adene I think is they're twin sisters one is like the um filmmaker and then the other one is the producer. Um, Adama, I think, is the writer. And then Adene, and I apologize if I'm messing up their uh, last name. Ebo is their last name. Um, filmmakers and producers, uh, identical twins, as a matter of fact, who I believe grew up in the Atlanta area. Um, but anyway, if you're, a, like I said, if you're a leader in the Black church, you're uncomfortable. You're probably seeing this as either a mirror, depending on your perspective. You know, they're holding it up to the black church and say, hey, this is what's going on. And some of this is kind of like ridiculousnessness, um, not to be confused with the MTV show of the same name, um, or a window, you know, into the black church um, if you don't have a context for it, um, you know, for some of the movie, you know, the the narrative, the story um, of the, the child's pastor um, and first lady child's. Like I said, isn't it, I found it interesting um, as you know, if you follow me for a little while now, a couple of episodes, you know that I identify as a church girl. I grew up in the Church of God in Christ. Um, st still have a lot of churchy ways. Um, even in my classroom, you know, sometimes when I'm getting my students together after I'm done, I'm like, all right, amen, everybody. And they're like, amen, you know, <laughs> which I find hilarious. All the kids, all the ethnicities, they're figuring it out. You know, even the kids who, um, might be relatively new to America. They, they chiming in on the A-Man too, which I love. It's like, it's right. Get with Miss Gay Tyler. You know what this is. Anyway, I found it an interesting look. Like I said, I think there are a couple of avenues in the movie that remain unexplored and primarily probably because of time. Um, just, just not enough time to deal with all of it. I mean, this is just, you know, there's only so much you can do in one particular treatment. But um, I think what it does deal with is 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 worth a discussion, absolutely worth a discussion. Um, and I hope that um, churches see it as such and not, you know, take offense to it because, you know, in the black community for a long time, the church had been the third rail. Now I, I contend that it's no longer like that. I mean, everybody named mama, you know, finds himself a critic of the church, whether or not they know anything about church at all, especially black church, like, you know, cause one of the, you know, common, Themes, of course, is they taking all them people's money. Yeah, okay, all right, that's yeah, right. Anyway, and that's again a podcast for another day. But um, I like I said, I hope that churches don't see that um, you know, as offensive, but as a conversation point, you know, a, a jumping off point to have a conversation, a discussion about you know what's really going on with the church at large for sure, but the black church in particular because that's what this movie. Um, is about it. It is about a black megachurch, which is its own unique entity. And to help me further um, tease that apart and flesh that out, 
Um, I've invited um, definitely one of my best friends on the planet to have a conversation with me. I, I thought it was going to be more of an interview, but she and I have been having these discussions for years, literally for decades. We've been talking about you know the ins and outs, the ups and downs, um, the corners, the back alleys, all that kind of stuff of the Black church, because she and I both grew up um, in the church, in the Church of God in Christ, actually. And so we know a lot of each other's shorthand um, commentary, our, you know, our isms and things like that all kind of emanate from the church. So again, I invited one of my best friends along with me to um, have a conversation about this movie, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. And so ladies and gentlemen, and everyone who's listening, my next guest, Line from David Letterman, is my bestie for several decades now. We met at the one and only Howard University, the real HU. HU, you know. You know. Um, a fellow church girl. I guess we call ourselves church woman. Church girl. I'm still a church girl. It doesn't matter. Fellow mm -hmm. church girl. Um, oh, sweet wonder. Balm and Gilead. Rocking a weary land. I know that's supposed to be Jesus, but you know. <laughs> we just pop ourselves up. But seriously, my friend and fellow Kojic church girl, because there is a distinction, beloved. Really? There's a distinction. There's a really distinction. Is. There's a distinction. Valencia A. Cameron. Welcome, Valencia. Hi, Vasters. <laughs> and Donna and Vasters. Right. Hello. Great. Vasters, Vasties. Something like that. That's cute. I got I to gotta make that stick. I got to make that stick. Well, welcome to the podcast. I so appreciate your time and agreeing to come on with me. Um, dialing all the way in from um, uh, the sunny California, state of California. Sunny and hot today. Man. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Hot California. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, well, you're here and I'm so glad that you're here, but you're here to talk with me about um, the recent um, film, uh, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Um, yes. An interesting piece, um, a mockumentary. Um, I'm, and for those of you who haven't seen it yet, please go see, a little bit, see it because this um, podcast is full of spoilers. Okay. Spoiler alert. It's full right. of spoilers. Um, so I guess I... I just want to start by asking your initial impression of the movie. What did you think when you first, um, you know, after you first saw it? Angle. Well, I was kind of, I, I was kind of all over the place. There was a part of me that was like, why is this a movie? Um, there was another part of me that felt like, felt like it, it kind of, it landed a little clunky. It was kind of like walking into the middle of a conversation. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, what I miss? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but then there was also a part of me that was just really, um, I think because I've been a church girl, because I've been raised in the church, um, I really, right, I really um, related to Regina Hall's character, Lady Trinity, um, mm -hmm. in terms of um, just all the stuff that you have to ignore and bypass in order to get through a church service, get through life. Um, so, yeah, I, so I felt I felt a bevy of emotions, um, but yeah. Um, talk more about that. I mean, you've participated and are participating um, in oh my god, various and sundry and myriad uh, church services and capacities in the church. Um, talk a little bit more about how you can, you know, how you relate to Regina Hall's character, if you don't mind. Well, what I found to be um, interesting about her character was just how she really had to, quote unquote, stand by your man. Thank you, Tammy Wynette. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and just 
just the most ridiculous of circumstances. And I think part of that, and I'm also a married church girl, so I think mm-hmm. sometimes just being a wife, you learn um, the, you know, that, I mean, there are certain things that you just have to, you know, keep up appearances, for lack of a better term. I mean, you just sure. walk, walking around, if things are not going well within your marriage, it's just, you know, nobody wants to hear that, and it's not cute, and it's, you know, for you to walk around looking all sad in the face, and like, what's wrong? So there's that piece. Um, but um, having been a part of, or having been victimized, I would say, by mm. some of the church shenanigans, mm. um, and and making the decision to show up anyhow, it's tough. It's tough, and and I think just kind of looking at Sterling Brown's character, which I have to say, despite how random I felt the movie was, I thought both of them acted very well. I mean, they mm-hmm. really embodied their parts. Um, you know, Regina, Lady Trinity had to really swallow a lot. Yes, she had to swallow a lot, and and um, thankfully, well, no, actually, there were some moments where they were with the members, and I mean. You have to be this, you know, oh, yay, praise God, you know. Right. And you want to literally punch him in the face. So, right. Um, you know, or, or not, or just not be there, you know. And um, and having to, because men's ego is very fragile. And and I think that that's, that's just a reality. It's not, a, it's not, I'm not criticizing men, you know. I love men as so my best friends are men. I'm not criticizing men, but male ego is very fragile. And so I think that if, Lady Trinity had really hit this dead on and just told him exactly what she thought in no uncertain terms, it probably would have destroyed him. And so the best that she could do is to kind of walk gently through this as he takes himself through changes that, you know, I'm sure at the outset, she was like, this is not gonna work, so. Changes. Um, <laughs> you know, you and I had a backstory conversation to this um, when we were talking about like how we thought, you know, audiences that don't really have um, a context for this might find some of the portrayals kind of weird. Um, but people who have grown up anywhere near a black church, I think, um, you know, and have attended, you know, like more than one service really do have, you know, the, there's a lot of mm-hmm, mm-hmm in, right. in the movie. And uh, Lee Curtis's character, like, for, so the point I'm trying to get to, his character, like, from the outside looking in, almost looks like, kind of like, over-the-top cartoonish, right? Yes, I yes. Have, you know, if, if you don't really have a context. But then we were talking about how um, we saw a character just like that on Instagram, just like maybe a couple of weeks ago, you know, flashing their so-called prayer room. Yes, right? yes. And it was a closet, or prayer closet rather, it was a closet full of clothes, you know, high-end luxuries. It was like, it was almost like this movie was made based off of that character. It's like, is life imitating art or is art imitating life? It gets really, 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 really confusing sometimes. And so, like I said, um, it's weird because if you don't have really a really good context for it, then it might seem like, okay, this is a cartoon. But I think for some people, you know, who, who do have a context, it's like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So th- in that vein, it might make some people in the black church world a little offended. 
Um, right. They may not want p- other people, you know, I'm thinking about people in leadership, you know, like pastors may not want, you know, their membership or anybody really to to see it, you know. So so how do you view this? Do you think that because this is the question that comes up, is this an embarrassment to the church? I saw that um, question online, like over the weekend, you know, like if some people are viewing this as an embarrassment, you know, to the church. What do you think? I don't know. I just, I feel like, <laughs> I, I think I kind of anticipated you asking me this question and I, I am sorry to say, and I might lose my Koji card for this. I feel, like the, I feel like the church is its own embarrassment at this ooh, point. Ooh, ooh. Um, I mean, that's just real. I mean, cause we have done so much yes. and so much has landed um, in the public eye. And it's not just the, it's not just the black church. I mean, it's, it's church. Right, because because the world, those that do not consider themselves consider themselves to be churchgoers, the world has had a bird's eye view, mm-hmm. a front row seat to the shenanigans that happen in church. I mean, even with and the thing about it, the world does not differentiate the Catholic Church from the Baptist Church mm-hmm. from the Pentecostals. They're just the church. Mm-hmm. So every time there's been a scandal where you know a priest has has molested a little boy. Or mm-hmm. a a parish a, pa- a pastor has been found in some hotel room with someone, male or female, mm-hmm. you know, with or without drugs. Um, where um, you know a person a, pa- a pastor has been found, you know, beating their spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They've made off with uh, church money. Um, they've tried to pay off people their ba- ba- babies, you know that were not there, you know, were not from the first lady. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just all of this, lots of molestation and drugs and, um, you know, sexual inappropriateness and misappropriation of funds. I mean, it's been happening all the time. So I don't see, like I said, I feel like the church is its own mockery because where have we gone? Where, how far, how far have we gotten away from the real goal of church? Um, and, and, and you and I have talked about this a lot, you know, <laughs> just how we have such an opportunity as a church, as a, as the body of Christ, the quote unquote body of Christ to really make a difference, to win souls, to, to, to reignite the fire of evangelism and revival in the world because we have this great platform of social mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. and instead of using it to be able to say hey we're feeding the hungry you know hey we're starting a homeless pro- program we're you know we're ministering to single mothers we are adopting children we're cleaning the beach you know <laughs> right you know we're building out, we're doing something right saving the whales you know hugging the trees we're doing you know Instead, we're on social media showing our prayer closet so everybody can see that we got Gucci and Louis Vuitton and, and red bottoms. You know, we're going on social media going, y'all ain't bought me a watch. <sighs> you know, I mean, it's like that. So so don't don't get mad at this at this movie when we're advertising for free. Yes. The foolishness, you know that we are making that we are making the church yes so yes so I'll, well, I'll turn in my koji card whoever wants it but i'm just saying that's ooh. that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it right dear bishop um right. after much prayerful consideration after much <laughs> prayerful consideration right that's the line that's the line absolutely, absolutely. You know, why do you think that you know why do you think church leadership reacts in that kind of way why is that always you know like don't don't do this you know it, to me, it comes also on the you know heels of the 
I think it was a Kojic bishop too, Lord. Oh, um, Lord. Yes. Church girl, right. Mm -hmm. The Beyonce song. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, now listen, Beyonce was somewhere minding her business. You know, I, I, I don't, okay. Her own self. I don't have a Kojic card anymore. So anyway, <laughs> I ain't got one to pull. Right. Anyway, I'm never at large. Uh, yeah. So it comes not too you know, long after on the heels of, you know, the whole, you know, Beyonce and the church girl song or whatever it was called. I don't know if they said abomination. I, that popped in my head. I don't remember if that was exactly what they said. But anyway, I'm sure somebody called it that. So. I'm sure, right. You know, <laughs> here we go. You know, here we go again. In Not in the same vein. Exactly. Right. Because. Mm -hmm. There, Beyonce was more so using the title rather than the whole movie, you know, a whole piece being about church. But question still remains: Why do you think church leadership reacts in that manner? I think they're embarrassed. <laughs> to be, be honest, should be. Well, 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 I mean, well. that part and should be. Mm -hmm. You know, just because it because it is embarrassing that something like this made it to the the big screen. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I mean, you know, who likes to see their dirty laundry out for everybody to see? And again, I feel like part of, I feel like the way the movie was approached, it was like walking into the middle of a conversation mm -hmm. because they just said scandal, but they didn't really talk about yes. what the scandal was. And it took yes. a while for you to try to figure out, okay, oh, oh, this is what the scandal is. Right. So, you know, and so, cause like we didn't see, they didn't start with the church flourishing so mm -hmm. now they're just being five members. Mm -hmm. So it was like you and and we didn't see the real penitence oh. of the preacher. All we saw was you know we moving on. You know mm -hmm. like they had you know uh, Jonathan McReynolds on, on on repeat. Well, I'm moving on. You know and it's just like you know. So I, again, I feel like we walked into the middle of a conversation and I don't know. I don't know that that's fair. Uh, but mm -hmm. they, nobody asked me. They're trying to make a movie, but again, I just think that I think that we are we they are embarrassed, and if they're not embarrassed, they should be embarrassed. But again, the only reason <laughs> I I've, I've said this many many times, the only way your business gets out there is if you tell it. Well, I had to unmute for that one. Well, <laughs> so because they didn't make this up, somebody told it. Somebody from the inside told it. True. true. So you, you know, and unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it may not be you, you know, it may not be, you know, Pastor Cornbread with his five members. It may not be true for him, but you can't get mad and say it's not true for the church because unfortunately, Ooh. even in the grand old. Yes. And yeah. I'm not going to, don't, I don't, I'm right. not going to pull out the receipts, but I'm just saying. Right. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So big sigh, big yeah. sigh. If you don't mind, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the scandal <laughs> that was um, um, I definitely, I think, touched on um, in the movie. Mm -hmm. I remember watching it and I was like, you know, I had the traditional thought, right? I was like, mm -hmm. oh, Lord, the pastor doesn't get somebody else pregnant and right. they're doing them or something like that. Because right. you know, right. that's unfortunately part for the course. You know, right. right. And, and I want to say, um, to be fair, churches, whatever color, you know, that's come right. up, you know, time right. and time again. And and I also just want to add too, you know, I think um, black churches in particular, like it, it's your turn on the hot seat. You know, everybody else has taken their turn too, you know. Right. Um, and anyway, so I just want to, <laughs> I want to talk about a little bit about the scandal. So as it, um, again, spoiler alert, as it turns out, 
uh, Reverend Lee Curtis. Lee uh, Curtis. Right. Uh, uh, Lee Curtis Childs. Amen. That's uh -huh. <laughs> yes. So Southern. Lee Curtis Childs. Um, you know, had some issues with um, uh, his um, sexual involvement, it appeared, with some mm -hmm. young men. Um, uh -huh. And um, they were suing him. And right. just towards the end of the movie, they were deciding to um, uh, settle, uh, a la the scandal with um, yes. uh, Bishop uh, Eddie Long uh -huh. of the um, New Birth Church, um, Missionary Baptist Church down in Atlanta. I mean, the man did. So it's, it was what it was, and it is what right. it is. And I mean, you, know, you can Google his name, and honey, all kind of NPR and CNN articles pop up. Oh, yes. Him. You know, 25,000 members at his height, you know, a big, huge mm -hmm. mega church, mega um, reputation and all the above. Um, so, you know, to kind of delve into the scandal um, and, and its real life counterpart, too. Um, how did that land with you? What did you think? Like, were you surprised, you know, when it took that turn? And it was like, oh, because like I said, I thought it was women. Um, how did it land with you? And then how, how do you place that in, you know? The, the Parthenon in, in the church, in particularly in the black church. I'm gonna I'm dig back at the black church. I'm gonna dig back. Well, um, being that it was set in Atlanta, um, I kind I kind of assumed that because I, I feel like they said something about young men earlier in the movie, so I feel like I kind of knew without knowing that this was this was kind of akin to the Eddie Long scandal. That's because you were smart. <laughs> right. And and incidentally, I went there when I was when I um I was we, I went to I was in Atlanta. Um I went to a Bishop Jake's conference. Uh what, what was it called? The Woman uh, That I Lose? No, it was the uh, the one after Woman That I Lose. Uh, uh, I always forget it. But anyway the one anyway one that one with our lose part two okay but anyway and while i was there i had some young men from my church that were uh you know take me on a tour took me to morehouse and spellman and all this kind of whatnot and and sunday morning we went to eddie long's church and it was on fire i mean it was the place to be it really was wow so it was very you know and i mean everybody i mean everybody who was anybody was there. I mean, they were directing traffic. I remember they were talking about how they, they they mentioned that even in the movie about directing traffic and getting out of there. That was the thing. Remember the, the little kids were selling water? Yes, yes I remember. That was right. a real thing. That mm -hmm. was a real thing. And I mean, people were proudly directing traffic because you wouldn't fit to just roll up in there. It was a whole situation to get in and out of this sanctuary. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really... And again, you know, my, my Koji card is, is iffy at this point, but I really, Black <laughs> like, you know, just tell me, y'all pray for me. But no, I really did feel, I felt a level of, of, of I felt sad for, for Pastor Childs because, you know, he was struggling, you know, with his sexuality mm -hmm. and he didn't manage it well. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, in the church, certainly the Black church, there's no Ooh. space. Huh. For you, for, first of all, there's no space for you to struggle. Period. As period. Let just, me just put it on out there. There is no space for struggling. No. But there's absolutely no space for any bout whatsoever with homosexuality. Just, just isn't. No. 
I mean, you know, you're smoking a whole word right there, and you're yeah. probably going to have your card revoked at this point. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just going. Well, you know, I haven't even gotten a card in a, in a couple of years, so you know, maybe they just keep it. They just, they just know better at this point. I don't know. But, um, Here's your discount at Sam's. Anyway, right. So I mean, yeah, right. That that whole part. But I mean, so I mean, I felt I felt bad for him because it's like you know, and I know this is so so not. Uh, Kojic or churchy whatnot, but it's like, dude needs to go live his truth because it's mm -hmm. like you're not telling yourself the truth, you know. Mm -hmm. And your wife is suffering. I mean, I really felt bad for her in that bedroom scene. Oh, where oh, that was you remember awful. that? Yes, that was awful. God, that was awful. I was like, whoa, uncomfortable. Jesus, yeah, you know, whoa, mm -hmm. you know. And you know, he really, you know, so we're not gonna tell too much of it. You still go see it if you haven't seen it, but right. um, if you got the stomach for it, just go see it. But it really broke my heart. It broke my heart, you know. So I definitely I find myself being probably more empathic towards him than maybe I even wanted to be. But yeah. he was genuinely struggling. Um, and he was genuinely, I feel like doing what what he was raised to do, which is shout over it act like nothing's there just you know go ahead yeah. anyhow you know so yeah i keep asking all these why questions but i got another one why are we so stuck there and i'm de definitely pointing this one at the black church because i believe that well, at least it appears i mean i've watched a lot of tv in my lifetime and it appears that not everyone to be to be fair i mean the catholic church for sure you know mm -hmm. they ain't you know ain't never 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 they right, not, right. not no you know right. they, their priests don't even get married let alone have you know lgbtqia right. relationships no plus right. um but why do you think the black church is so stuck you know with the lgbtqia population and why is it because to me it's about what you just touched on a moment ago it's about hiding things mm -hmm. why are we still in this 2022 the year of our lord still like lauding people and wanting them to cover up as opposed to, you know, and right. I'm not saying like expose all your dirty laundry, but you know, there's healing in that, you know, right. being honest about your struggle. But right. like, why do you think we as a you know as the black church, why do we why have we let down our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ and others um, who don't identify as either, you know, why have we why do we still do them such a disservice? What do you think? Well I think that, again, I think it's fear. I think it's, you know, I can't, I have to face my demons if I, you know, if I embrace yours, uh, um, you know, and it's still very taboo. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and there's still a lot of shame with it because, yeah. because if you have to, when you start telling the truth, that and encompasses telling a whole lot of truth and we don't want to tell the truth you yeah. know you don't want to tell the truth we don't want to talk about you know um you know all the all the girls you know that were molested by you know uncle gropey or deacon gropey for oh. that matter oh you know or elder gropey or pastor oh. gropey oh, oh you know we don't want to tell that you know we don't want to tell the you know the women that gave their daughters up so that they could have a place to stay yeah. we don't want to tell um, the women, the single mothers who had sons and they were just looking for a role model. Mm -hmm. And so they sent them to the church mm -hmm. and the pastor who had their own demons mm -hmm. took advantage of that. We don't want to talk about that because that brings in a level of accountability that we're not really, we're not ready to have that conversation. No. You know, and 
you know, and I'm not saying, you know, open up the floodgates and just, just let them all in and whatever. But I, I say this and I, you and I have talked about it. And before yeah. I take it back, I'll triple it. We don't love right. Oh, we don't know how to love people because the Bible says, but loving kindness have I drawn thee. Ah. And I feel like a lot of times people's demons are able to live because it's not safe for them to get delivered because yeah. nobody's going to love them to deliverance. They want to beat them down. They want to call them names. They want to ostracize them. You know, they want to make them stand in front of the church and apologize. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to do all that. You know, and so you kind of have two options if you want to survive in the church. Mm -hmm. Either you act like it's not there, yeah. you know, one, right? Or two, go back to one and act like it's not there. <laughs> Hilarious. And so, you know, true. yeah, like seriously, you really don't have a choice. Like you can't, you know, I can't, I, and, and I mean, you know, we, we make this thing like there's a, like there's a hotter part of hell for homosexuals. Right. You know, right. There is, yeah. right. You know, when my Bible tells me all liars, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, so you won't, you won't get mad at somebody for being LGBTQ, but you, you can go to hell for lying. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, right. See also though, asterisk, if you're in the music department and I thought this was interesting because that was like just a little bit that was glossed over, you know, mm -hmm. in, in mm -hmm. the movie and um, I was having a conversation with someone else and I said, you know, that almost needs its own separate movie treatment, you know, right. about the fact that for years, listen, I mean, decades, everything, just all the years that in the black church and again, uh, listeners, um, vasters, vasties, the reason I keep <laughs> referencing that is because that's, that's the church I really know. Um, right. For years, forever in the black church, if you were, you know, if you were gay, it was okay if you were in the music department because we need, you know, right. leaders over the music department, you know, that can sing and direct and do all that. And if they were gay, it was okay as right. long as they didn't say it. Right. 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 And I didn't mean for that to kind of, kind of sound like a slogan if you're gay, it's okay. Like that, sorry. But yeah, you know, which, I, like I said, they touched on that a little bit in the movie, mm -hmm. but didn't delve all the way into that. And I just, right. you know, I find the, God, it's, it, and it's straight up hypocrisy is what it is. You yes. know, it's, it's bad on this side, but it's okay on that side. Um, I remember that series Greenleaf. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that. Um, I never saw it, but I know what you're talking about. Yes, that that also came up in in their series too. Like I think someone wasn't hired because they were gay, but it was like it was all right when I was giving you songs and helping direct mm -hmm. the choir and you know, like because mm -hmm. I mentioned it. Now it's a problem. How? how right. okay? You know that don't that doesn't that doesn't make sense. But I mean, again, for years it has not. Forever, really, it right. hasn't made sense. It hasn't made sense. Right. I, I classify them along with, um, you know, like women in the church, you know, as right. figures, right? Right. You know, first ladies, you know, end up hiding their true selves or mm -hmm. you know, then play, uh, play second. Um, women in general, even though we overpopulate the church, mm -hmm. you know, just in our right. attendance, right? You know, we end up being hid hidden figures to give men a place mm -hmm. in the church. I mean, and that was, gosh, I mean, you know, really, really drawn out towards the, in the end of the movie um, with the first lady, um, Trinity. And I mean, that whole mime face thing. I was like, first of all, I don't like church mimes. I'm sorry. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, no. 
<laughs> I mean, and I clap and I like, oh, these people are so talented. But why do you get to color their face? What's the point? Just they're just it's, it's full commitment, Donna. They're they're committing to what? Well, well, mime. I mean, the whole mime mindset. It's it's a whole it's a whole thing. I so. believe that if you just you only get to do. I just hate I, the white face. I think reminds me of blackface, and I just can't get with it. I think that's what it is. I think you know it's it's in my in my mind is racialized. So <laughs> pray for me. I went to Howard. I do understand. I do understand. But yeah, that um, you know, the the and then you know our um, you know, the gay choir directors, which is such a cliche. You know, again, another hidden figure. I mean, and I've I've seen that like so many god awful times, and you know, just just when is enough enough? I, I like what you said a few minutes ago about we really don't know how to love. I mean, and that's. You know, isn't that John three sixteen? I mean, you know, centralized verse of the Bible. God so loved yeah. the world. Like, what? Yeah. What yes. are we doing? Right. What, what right. are we doing? By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. But except the gays, because apparently, right? Not them. Not them. Not them. Um. Yeah. Yikes. Uh. <laughs> Um, and we've already touched on this a little bit. I had meant, um, written this down. Um, how I, I listened to an NPR um, interview last week, and the filmmakers, I believe their sisters, was saying that um, you know, despite the criticism that they were expecting and had already received, that they um, felt like you know we should be able to critique the things we love. And like in the black community, for such a long time, the church had been, and the things of the church had been like this third rail, rail like you don't touch it. You know, it's just like, you know, this is not this is not that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. This wasn't that. This ain't it. Um, but something else I want to touch on with you before we get away. Um, this whole notion of not only do we not touch on it, but like when scandals hit the church or rock the church writ large, like even pastors that aren't affected don't talk about it. That also irritates me too. Like right. irritated me in the past. Okay, so like for example, this whole the whole Eddie Long scandal and him being sued and all that other kind of all the things that went with that and then settling and all that kind of stuff. It was like pastors were saying, um, you know, we're not gonna talk about that. You know, we right. you know, that's not, you know, just pray for him. Okay, not mm -hmm. that I should not pray for him, but we're not gonna call a spade a spade. No, of course not. You know, is it is it that pastors don't want to come off as or leaders, church leaders don't want to come off as criticizing other church leaders? Is it a fear thing again? It's always fear because, again, I have dirty laundry, so I can't talk about your stuff because if I talk about your stuff, then you're going to come for my stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's then and there and, and and then there's that whole good old boy network where you know we just don't expose each other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's almost like guy code. And it's kind of sad that guy code applies in church. Yeah. Because and, and, and here's here's a here's a, a a good example of that, Donna. Um, how many times and in and, and I've never I've I i do not think I've ever seen it, but I've heard a lot about it where a young lady would get pregnant. Mm-hmm. By a young man at the church, mm -hmm. but she's got to go and stand before the church and apologize. Right, where he at? Uh, oh, that's why he's getting ready to go preach somewhere. He gets a promotion, <laughs> but she's got to apologize. I mean, it's just like guy code. Just yeah, you know. 
Yeah. And that's and and it's just what is what is happening with that? Because either everybody needs to be held accountable. I mean, that's what Jesus did uh-huh. when the when the woman taken into adultery. And they were like, well, you know, she's she was caught in adultery in the very act. You know, what you gonna, what you say about that? He said, well, he that is without sin. Jesus said, let right. him cast the first stone. Right. And you know, they had to throw their stones down and walk away. You know, because when they came to themselves, like, well, I'm not without sin either. Right. But in the church, everybody's trying to cover everybody else up, except for maybe the women. I mean, I'm glad that <laughs> Trinity was not the one. Yes. That was caught up. Yes. Because the story would have read a whole lot different. Whole lot differently. Yes. For sure. For sure. For sure. So. Um, and it, it just, as a parishioner, you know, um, I just, I just remember being irritated, you know, and not just the, you know, Bishop Betty Long scandal, not to beat him up and, you know, like I said, he was these, but just so many other things that, you know, happen, you know, in the church world. And then pastors are always like, you know, like this hush and pray, hush and pray. But like, it, like I said, it just, it's irritating because it's like, we calling out other folks wrongs and by other folks, you know, EG or IE always forget which one it is, you know, women, you know, women, mm-hmm. you know, we spill everything, you know, they have to get sat down for, mm-hmm. you know, just every, you know, attire, um, apparently listening to, you know, secular music, Juanita Bynum, and just, you know, all, oh my gosh. all this. That's a whole nother podcast, Donna, it's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> just all this kind of like, you know, I mean, if it's wrong, it's wrong for everybody, right? Right, you know, right. But, but why, why do we, you know... Because I think we spent a whole lot of time to, you know, covering. And I was thinking about, you know, those young men and the their lives and how they were negatively impacted. Yes. And even the, you know, the fictional character that came up, I think his name was Khalil, at the end of the uh-huh. movie. And he, yes. he got out the car and confronted him, mm-hmm. which I thought was really bold. I know nothing about the, you know, actual um, young men involved in the uh, Eddie Long um lawsuit. I did read a little bit about them. They were supposed to be coming out with a book. Um, this was a while ago. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if they ever did, but they talked about, you know, how they were, what you said earlier is so funny. It's like you touched right on it, that they came into his circle needing a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. needing a father figure. And that's how he appealed to them, right? And, you know, took them on trips, you know, mission, you know, like when he was ministering and all that other kind of stuff. And then you know, bought them apartments and cars and things like that. And then it turned sexual, you know, and it was yep. like, I wasn't looking for that, you know, mm-hmm. it just, you know, betrayed, you know, everything that you believe should be in a leader. And so hence why it, it bothers me. And I'm sure other people too, that other preachers, other leaders don't call out that behavior, that predatory yes. behavior. You know, yes. that happens far too often in yes. the church. Oh my God. Yes. You know, so I mean, much. we're okay talking about it when it happens in the world, right? Right. Them right. All day long, you know, back Correct. and forth. But Correct. in the church, it continues to proliferate because of our silence. Right. And by our, I mean, people who have the microphone. Like, right. Really? Right. Right. Adam. Right. I don't know. Um, anything else you wanted to add in terms of your um, thoughts on uh, Haunt for Jesus, Save Your Soul? Do you think you'll see something else like this? Like, you think there'll be more? 
more movies in the zone? I don't know. I mean, I I will tell you that I wish that it incited a conversation. I wish that that this would be the thing that would really make us church folks, um, particularly those that have positions of influence, to sit down and really talk about it and mm-hmm. come up with, you know, kind of some plans of action. Because um, yes, parts of it were probably exaggerated, you know, like when he stripped down and <laughs> and, and went to the baptismal pool. I mean, I felt this when she held him down. I felt that. I did too. Like, what is I felt you doing? Yourself. I felt you said and she's doing it, Jesus, you know, just to kind of, you know. Yes. Yeah, I, I felt that one. Yes. Um, I was like, is this a homicide? We, we just well, turned right here. Right. Like, is, is it over? What's happening right now? <laughs> you know, but I, like I said, I, I wish that I wish that something like this would inside a conversation, you know, just just like the song Church Girl by Beyonce. Yes. I wish that it would incite a conversation as opposed to expending all of this energy you know, criticizing it because I mean, you know, just parenthetically, I know y'all don't think that um, Beyonce is listening to, you know, tuned into your Facebook page to watch you disparage her song. Right. And I know you don't think she's worried about that. Right. Because every time you mocked it, somebody else downloaded it. So thank you. <laughs> and thank you for your support, you know? <laughs> so. Now, wait, time out. Do you think that was like a, also a backhanded criticism of um, the maestro herself, uh, Sister Elvernita? Twinkie Clark, do you think that was, I mean, you know, and once again, down that rabbit hole. Um, so was it, because I'll be honest, I didn't listen to all of his comments because why? But right. was that always, also like a little backhanded, you know, like slap on the hand or whatever towards her too? I think it was more about, I really think it was more about the song. Okay. Um, okay. And I think that I was interested that he was standing up for church girls, but it's just like, sir, with all due respect, with all due respect, there are people like that. I mean, I've, I have, yes. I have experienced it. I mean, I went to a church, I went to a club, you know, just before the Lord, you know, when it, this back when I was doing my own thing, you know, we, we mm-hmm. in, in grace, thank God for his grace. And mm-hmm. I, I was at a nightclub on Friday night and the girl was in it. I'm mean, on Saturday night and on Saturday night at the club. Right. My girlfriend was in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to church good Sunday morning and girlfriend was getting was was marching up to the choir stand. And it was just like what? You know, and I was just like, what? You're like, this really happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So my point is it really happens. And rather than slam the messenger, mm-hmm. let's take a look at the at the message, you know, and mm-hmm. what are we missing? Because let's face it, there's a whole generation of people that we have missed, missed. in terms of ministry. Yeah. We don't minister well to young adults. We don't oh, no. Oh no. We don't. Once you once you become once you get turn 18, you're kind of on your own until you get to YWCC. So there's this big gap that mm-hmm. we don't do well Mm-mm. overall. Overall. Mm-mm. Men and women. Yes. To be fair. Yes. So yes. Um you know, we're prepping yeah. our young men for lives of uh, you know, to become deacons and elders and pastors and bishops and all of that kind of stuff, and the women to be I, servants in some form or other or whatever, um, chased keepers at home, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you're. I mean, there is a, a whole generation that doesn't go to church anymore, and I know they kept right. threatening us, you know, by saying that when we were younger, like you're gonna be a lost. Now there really is a lost generation. I mean, lost right. to the church because you know it doesn't translate. This this generational divide is like. You know, we, you know, I heard Jonathan McReynolds talk about that one time too. About he's a, he's a coaching kid, um, yeah. And you know, like they're, you know, some of them, you know, aspire to. I shouldn't say aspire, but just desire because aspire means like it's like it's better. But they just mm -hmm. desire something different in terms of their form of worship, you know, mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, I remember a preacher saying, you know, worship is cultural. I mean, it's generational too. So, uh -huh. you know, tambourine, what do you want the Lord to say? That Dang. worked for, right for a particular generation, you know, insert quick in here and skip. Right. 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 And that's fine. But some other young people who weren't necessarily brought up in that may desire a different type. And it's just music is really a preference. I mean, it's a personal preference in terms of, you know, what like, you know, pulls at your ear. And so for people to kind of like beat up on young people because they don't desire that, you know, clangaloon clangaloon of the tambourine on Sunday morning, you know, it's like you're missing them. And right. you're not going to get them back if you keep, like, again, to go back to what you said earlier, keep browbeating them. This is not with love and kindness have I drawn thee. You right. know, this, is, this is our way. It worked for X number of generations. It'll work for you, too. Well, maybe right. not. You know, I mean, I don't, we're much closer to the apocalypse now than we ever. Right. <laughs> no. The Lord's been on his way for a minute, hasn't he? Seriously. So <laughs> seriously. I mean, I mean, we can, we can take off any number of things that we see in the news. It's like, wait, I've never in a million right. years would have thought, right. like, whoop, there it is. And <laughs> Right. There it is. Yeah, I just so yeah, I guess I was a little bit perturbed too with the um and we had a conversation, you know, before before this podcast, we had a conversation about, you know, aren't there some other things that you could be talking about as opposed to, you know, let's jump on the Beyonce song, like right. um starving children down the street, let alone in Africa and right. you know, Asia and you know right. places in Europe now, you know, also got starving kids, you know, war. Um, you know, like some whales, you know, say some turtles, something, but this is what, this is what you're going to waste your, you know, social media time on. Really? Right. This? Right. All right. right. And again, right. If, if that, if that be the case, then, I mean, why not, you know, try to dip, come up with a different type of ministry then to your, to your church girls, you know? Right. You know, what, exactly. What, 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 find out what appeals to them. Right. I'm, I agree with you. Um, I'm hoping, and apparently this is more like a conversation rather than an interview, but I'm hope I was hoping um too that this would become more of a conversation too, like a you know, conversation started, like the church would see it, you know, as a mirror, you know, like someone's holding up a mirror to you. Why don't you take a look at the things there, you know, that you see here in this movie and and does it reflect you know what's going on in your own conversation. You know, instead of saying, telling people, "Don't go see it," say, "Hey, go see it," and then do a comparison. You know, and if you see this in our church, then maybe we need to tighten up some things because Lee Curtis was a little nutty. You know, yeah, a little nutty, 
little over the top, but clearly not out of the realm of reality based on, you know, some of the characters and preachers, we use that in air quotation marks, that we've seen online, you know, as of late. Like, just anybody start a church now? Like, just... Right. Okay. Well, yes. Yes, and that's part of the problem. Okay, that's a whole nother podcast, ma'am. Is, is that a You've whole already whole named, like, three, two other podcasts. You, at least two, maybe three other podcasts have already come out of this, but yes. Yes. I know I was thinking, and I think we talked about this too. You know, the pandemic opened up so much, but it sure did open up a whole lot of churches online, didn't it? Didn't it? Didn't it? <laughs> didn't it? Just, just, just everybody, everybody, anybody. I came across something in my time hop today. It was somebody preaching, you know, in their church. It was a pandemic um, time hop, and they had like the name of the church taped to a podium, like just didn't have my left piece of paper. Straight out the cannon printer and just you know clear taped to the podium. This is what just don't go online. You know that we talked about that too. Like that's an option. You don't right. You you ain't got to broadcast. You know you you ain't got a telecast. You ain't got a Facebook cast. None of the above. Right. Just you don't you don't you just, could, yeah. You just don't. You just don't. Um, anything else that you'd like to add before we uh, wrap this up? I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, by the way, as usual. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I just that's that's just my my wish, you know. And I certainly wish. Um, I wish we could have a wish we could have an honest conversation that would actually lead to some resolution and some healing. Yes. Um, because there are so many. Uh, people that are still being victimized this way. Mm. There's so many people in leadership because the other thing is, you know, where do you go as a leader to heal? Where do you go as a leader to um, be able to get the support that you need? Right. You know, without being called names, without being discredited, without being, you know, labeled. Um, you know, and I just really wish that the church, the church, because mm -hmm. I don't think I think this transcends color. I just I oh, my yeah. prayer. Yeah. My prayer is that the church really begins to really exemplify the love of Christ. Because what's really sad, Donna, is that there are people who do not name the name of Christ, who do not know him, who do not claim him, mm -hmm. but they are kind, they are yes. loving, yes, they are giving. I mean, they are they are more Christian like than those who call themselves Christians. And yeah. that is sad when we have people who do not know the Lord, who act more like him than we do. Mm. And it's an indictment. Yeah. And I think if, if anything, this movie is an indictment. Um, but it's also a wake-up call to the church if we would see it mm -hmm. as an opportunity to to reach out, to love, and to, and to heal, and to support. Um, you know, because Lee Curtis is hurting. Yes. And yes. he's not the only one. No. I mean, unfortunately, you know, and particularly during the pandemic, and we've seen it in all churches, black and white, mm -hmm. pastors have committed suicide. That's yes. real. Mm -hmm. Walked away from ministry. Totally. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. not just walked away, but committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and before it gets to that part point, who can you go to to get some support? Right. You know, and, and that's where we need to we need to do better. Yeah. You know, as a church, we need to do better. We need to create a better atmosphere so that people can come and, and get the support and the help that they need. That they can literally, as the Bible says, come boldly mm -hmm. to the throne of grace mm -hmm. to find grace to help at the time of need. So, you know, that's that's my hope. You know, um, I wish that there were more conversations and less 
um, talking. Yes. You know what I mean? Because there's yes. a lot of talk about this movie, but how, when are we going to sit and really have a conversation? Yes. You know, so yes. I wish that, the, I mean, I wish that our presiding bishop, I don't know if he saw it, but I wish he would, you know, because I feel like he's trying to do some things to move our church in a different direction. Mm -hmm. It would be nice. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, you know, it would be nice to be able to have a conversation about that, you know, yes. and to be able to, to, to be able to create a space for people to be able to say, hey, I need somebody to talk to about that, you know. Um, you know, where are we on on abuse as opposed to, you know, okay, we'll pay you off, but what about the healing piece? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so mm -hmm. there's more there's a lot for us to talk about, a lot for us to grow from. And I just hope that one day those things will come together and we'll actually do something about it other than just talk, pray and rebuke the devil. Right. And leave folks still hurting. And leave folks still hurting. Yeah, so that's an interesting proposition for those of you who might be um, at your respective churches. You know, maybe ask your, have a little outing for the church. You know, some of the members go see it, have a conversation about it, you know, mm -hmm. on a Bible study night or something like that. I mean, it's, right. I think it's, you know, as you said, it's it's absolutely necessary for any any church, you know, whether it's black, white, orange, spotted, whatever, you know, polka dot. We really need to get to the heart of, you know, hurting people so that we can stop this generation after generation after generational, you know, trauma and abuse and things like that and the proliferation thereof. Because you're right, it's we're not going to change people's lives, which we should be. We're not right. going to, for the better. Right. <laughs> we're not going to change lives if we don't address what's really hurting us. All right. Amen. Amen. Right. I certainly appreciate you, friend. My best day. Yay! I'm so glad that we had an opportunity. I'm so glad we had this time together. Yes. Um, but I appreciate you. I appreciate your perspective. Once again, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, listeners, fasties, fasters, fasters. Yes. Um, the one and only missionary, Valencia oh A. Cameron. You know. <laughs> Kojic uh, um, expert, church expert. <laughs> yes. Right. Insert, well, ex-Kojic expert at this point. Oh, right. right, right, right. Insert super deep stink face, you know. Just. Right, right. Uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks for oh, your time. Man. I appreciate you. Oh, no problem. Yay. No problem. Yay. I hope you enjoyed that conversation between me and my friend, my bestie. From Howard University. Got to throw that out there all the time. Thanks, Valencia, for joining me on this episode of the Vast Podcast. And that's it, friends. If you haven't had a chance to see that movie, it's also it's in movie theaters now and it's streaming on Peacock. Um, so you can even watch it at home. There you go. Good conversation piece, I think. Good, good, good conversation piece. And shout out to the um, filmmakers. Um, let me get their names right. Adane and Adama Ibo, twin um, filmmakers. And first time out, or first big one, I guess, um, first big film uh, out. And congratulations, ladies, job well done, job well done. I enjoyed it, I liked it, I liked the movie. Ring on more. <laughs> the black church has plenty of material. I mean, just tune in to any social media outlet on Sunday morning, you will see plenty. And don't dig too far back because then everybody's going to be embarrassed. But anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for listening once again. 
Um, if you haven't done so, feel free to follow me on social media. My handle is at Donna Gay Tyler. That's all one word. And I uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, stay classy, honk for Jesus, and thanks for stopping by. <laughs>